This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill His promises to her. Harm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. When my soul is in a dump, I rehearse everything I know of you. From Jordan Depths to Herman Heights, including Mount Mazar. Iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. This episode is brought to you by Women With Balance, a community for women to balance faith in their lifestyles. Right now, we are doing the BFF experience, which is Bible Faith and Fellowship. Make sure you go to womenwithbalance.org to jump into the Bible study. So I believe that this new style of Balance Her warrants an introduction. As you guys know, the first season, it was just me. However, it was never intended to just be me. So I put myself out there and decided to reach out on social media, our favorite platform, and find some ladies that would be willing and really believed in the vision that God had given me. I wanted it to be a take from different women, different walks of life, different stages of life, because I believe that's the only way we can create balance because everybody's in a different stage in their life. The purpose of this new way of doing Balance Her is not only to balance your faith, but your health and your wellness. So we will also be offering those tips as a part of the conversation, as well as the impactful book. So I wanted to introduce you to my new co-host and now friends and just let them tell you why they decided to join us and be a part of this. I'm gonna start with Alexis. Alexis, um, introduce yourself, what do you do, and what made you decide to join this journey with uh, basically a stranger? <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Alexis. I'm actually originally from Florida, uh, and I'm a new Dallas, Texas resident. Um, I'm a certified life coach, so my focus is relationships, singleness, and self-love. Um, those are my, my core um, topics. Uh, I joined Women With Balance. It kind of stumbled upon me. You know, I moved to Dallas and was really looking for women to connect with, you know, both who believed in God, but also had, you know, everyday struggles, just like I did. And that is what drew me to Women in Balance. I commented to, on Lestrange's post about writing, and then we are blossoming to this. So I'm so grateful and glad to be a part of this. Yes, that's pretty awesome. And I didn't, I actually did not see that coming when um, <laughs> I had you to do the writing. But that's how strategic God is because when you um, commented, it made me go to your page and look and then I saw you were already doing videos and I loved the videos I loved how well spoken you were and I said okay I think she'll be a great fit look at God yeah. <laughs> and next up we got Troll so Troll tell us a little bit about you and why hey everybody so I am a single mom from Dallas Texas by day I'm a teacher 
by night. Sometimes I'm a part-time athletic trainer. I wear a lot of hats. Being a single mom, I work multiple jobs, and so I get, have a lot of responsibility. So I've always been a fan of Women With Balance because that is the name of the game. And uh, I've followed the community for a long time. And when it was announced that they were looking for a co-host of the podcast and um, writers, I was like really hesitant. At first I was like, I'm not going to do anything. This is, I'm just a supporter. I'm a supporter. And then God was like, you should play. And I did. And originally I wasn't even told yes. And I was like, it doesn't matter because I did what God told me to do, number one. And number two, I still supported the community no matter what. And then a few weeks later, I came back on as a writer and then a podcast uh, co-host. So it's amazing how God rewards the faithful. He's so, uh, he's so faithful to us. Yes. And so um, I'm so happy to be here and with y'all. Yay. Nobody pure. Yay. We're happy you're here too. And now we have Ren. I saved Ren for last because Ren wasn't even supposed to be here. <laughs> but she slid right on in. So, Ren, <laughs> tell us about you and why you joined Balance Her. So, hi, everyone. I'm Ren, and I'm a blogger, and I'm also an author. And so, uh, when she reached out to me, initially, it was just about, like, the devotion and writing and so I love to write um, I've been journaling for a while so I was like talking about God writing yes I'm all in especially if it's anything to do with women to help them with their life to encourage them to motivate them like I'm all for that and so we met up well she invited us to do a photo shoot and it was just the four of us and so we meshed very well together and they were like you should join us with the podcast and I was just like mmm I'm not really sure like I love to travel and so I was trying to keep my options open for the weekends in case I need to take a like a weekend trip or something like real quick to get away and um that weekend God spoke to me and was just like you need to join like you got time like you got time to do this for me and I was just like I messaged her like early that morning was like hey sis like drop me up a contract like I'm joining like I I have yeah. to be there. If God said I need to do it, then I got time. And after that, Corona happened, so I got a lot of time. So <laughs> that's my I'm happy to be here. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm gonna be traveling. <laughs> See, I my thought God so. Was like, no, you really not. Nope. <laughs> he was like, no, you're gonna sit down somewhere and chill. And chill. <laughs> and do what I said. Do. <laughs> Today we are talking about relational intelligence by Dr. Darius Daniels. As you can see, I've worn it out. It's all makeup, messed up. I've been really reading. <laughs> it's done been through some stuff. It's done been through some things. Part one of relational intelligence is defining relationships. And that's what makes this book so great. And I've, I've even told the ladies, like, where was this book at when I was in my 20s? Because it could have saved me a whole lot of drama in my life. <laughs> I, I, mean, I wish he would have, like, could I have gotten this earlier? This is stuff I've now learned through trial and error. 
you can get this book and avoid all that if you really take heed to what he says. And he talks about friends, associates, assignments, and advisors. And that's what we're discussing today. How important do you think it is to be able to categorize your relationships? And what do, what does that mean? I would say that it's extremely important. It teaches you how to navigate certain people if i could if i guess for lack of better words but it really just teaches you how to talk to people because you don't talk to everybody the same that's that true makes so sense. this book also teaches you about expectations so i wouldn't have the same expectations with a friend that i would in a, a associate so for an associate, I may just expect them to say hi to me or whatever. But a friend, if I'm going through something, I expect for them to be there for me when I'm going through different situations, to call me, to text me, like to check on me, to do drive-bys, whatever. Okay. Um, so I have a <laughs> higher on. expectation of them than I would an associate. So that's why it's important to know like what category that that person belongs in your life so you won't have the wrong expectations of them. That's true. That, that actually eliminates a lot of frustration and disappointment. Right. Right. And to kind of piggyback off Ren, like, I think it's important to know the different categories because I need to know who can I be vulnerable with yes. and it not somehow turn as a weapon to me because there's been certain people, probably associates mainly, that I've shared some certain information with and give it some time, all of a sudden now I hear so-and-so talking about that information I shared. And I'm like, ooh, and that's probably like, it's like that knife in your back kind of situation. And like, I wish this book was written in college because I would have avoided so much drama and so much Me disappointment, too. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I really needed it because the way that I grew up, my parents were really, really strict. And so I wasn't really allowed to hang out with friends or be around people. And by the time that I was, I actually, I, I became a teen mom. I mean, and that's usually the story of a lot of teenagers, to be honest. A lot of them, they were really restricted, can't go anywhere. So you're naive about a lot of things. So I was not only naive about men because my parents were just like, hey, we're not talking about it. It's just not an option. Right. Okay, that sounds good, but not educating your child is not helpful either. And so I, I went into the world naive all around. So I didn't understand friendships. Um, and it was both ways. I didn't understand how to be a friend. I didn't even know what that mm. really looked like. You know, um, I didn't I didn't know that if I, I said something to my other friend that that was wrong. Like, I didn't really see nothing wrong with it because I felt like, okay, this is my friend. I can talk to them about that. Not realizing, okay, but you're hurting the other person by talking to the other person about it. So, you know, it wasn't that it was I was intentionally trying to be two-faced. I just didn't know, you know? And right. it, it was a habit that, that formed over my life and nobody said anything about it until I internalized and realized myself or I, or I believe something happened to me where God showed me because, you know, he'll do that. Like, Hello. this is how this feels. So you probably don't want to do that. And so right. the last couple of years is just now really being honest that I really have begun to feel, figure out 
this is what being a friend is. And it was because of my lack that I realized what I should offer to other people. It wasn't until my parents died that I really realized, hey, you don't really got friends like that, like you thought you did. Um, it was more of a give, and it was not a give. It was not a give and take. And that's when I really started to understand the difference between um, associates versus friends. When I really looked back and looked at the whole overall picture, they always showed me they were just my associate. But I didn't, it didn't right. register to me. You know, I didn't know the difference. I mean, and especially for somebody that never had friends growing up, I, I literally walked into the world wanting it so desperately that my behavior was desperate. Mm. And people can see that coming. Absolutely. Yes. I agree. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At BOW, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. I think it's, it's a common um, feeling to want to be friends with everyone. And what's unfamiliar is the, the, the acceptance that everyone's not your friend. Yeah. Like, it took me a really long time to get really comfortable with the saying, actually, you know what? I don't know none of them that well. And now I got that down pat. Girl. Okay, I don't know them. <laughs> Woo. I don't know I, them. Look. I know of them. For people listening, then, how do you really determine a friend versus an associate? He gives us some, some tips, but, you know, I want to hear from you guys. Like, what do you feel based on life experiences and, you know, wisdom? What, do you, what determines a friend versus an associate for me initially it's a frequency so like how often are you a part of my life like if i know you maybe see you around once or twice i don't really consider you to be a friend because you're not um like a, a fixture in my life something that stays constant it's true for um for me it's more what like when you interact with me are you like trying to like throw your problems on me and you just want advice or are you going to ask me how i'm doing because i'm always the person that i'm just i have a big heart i'm always going to be like hey are you good are you everything okay do you need someone to talk to but if i feel like you never ask me that in return and it's just you kind of dumping on me I'm like, okay, you might not be someone I should be sharing secretive or very vulnerable things about me. So you're going to have to shift over to associate 
or maybe just an advisee, you know, at that point. Yeah. I think sometimes it depends on time. Like some relationships have to develop over time and you have to figure out like what category this person belongs in, depending on like what y'all are discussing and also how in depth are the conversations. Are you the only person sharing or are they sharing back with you as well? So if it's just like a one-sided conversation where you're just giving and pouring into them, then you know, okay, this person may not be my friend or it could be a season where they're just your associate and they haven't moved to the friend category yet. Bryn, that's really good. In the book, he actually talks about sometimes you just need to step back and wait as you observe people and they observe their fruit is what he was talking about that's good that's good and one of the things he says up front is without defining the relationships in our lives we cannot effectively accomplish our purpose um to me that was profound because there have definitely been situations that i know that because of different relationships that i was in i actually delayed my purpose because i was so focused on the development of those relationships that i couldn't even focus on god like he wanted me to because man i was always complaining about them or drained about them or crying about them i didn't i didn't even have time to fulfill my purpose and so defining your relationships really it frees up your time so that you're not wasting it for one and you are identifying the position that the people have in your life for your purpose because a friend is going to help you push you towards your purpose they're going to encourage you and then he talks about advisors as well so some people are just that to be advisors they're not really meant to be your friend per se it could be like even like a mentor or it or sometimes an older person ends up being in that position because y'all are on so different um levels that it's hard to get a friendship going because y'all don't really have a lot in common at that stage but they have the wisdom to be able to advise you and your purpose so it's it's really important that you be able to define those relationships. I, I really feel like I could have avoided a lot of things and even maybe even held on to some people just as associates instead of just cutting them off completely had I known their position to begin with. Right. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I feel like we've all made those mistakes. Like I can think of people I'm like, uh, if I would have read this book 10 years ago in college, I probably would have been able to save a lot of relationships. But I mean, you learn and you move forward. But now just knowing like how much your friends propel you into your purpose. I think about the season of my life and our lives that we're in right now, like just to have the people around you, like rallying around you to support you, to encourage you. Like my friends, like texting me, like we're so proud of you. We're so excited, excited about you. Like, you need that because there are days when you're like just tired, you're exhausted. Yes. You're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even know how I got here. But you need those people that remind you, you deserve to be here. You deserve to have a seat at the table. Like, do what God has called you to do and keep moving forward. Amen. Yes, that's good. That's like, um, that reminds me of a situation. Actually, many situations. I should just say one situation. But he talks about unshakable character. And to me that, I don't know why like, my mind holds on to that statement because when you're, I guess, in a low spot in your life, 
versus you actually like your glow up, that's when you get to see people's actual intentions in your life. Because mm. I noticed, you know, when I would have my mini glow ups, you know, just life brought me a good thing. Some people would shift just because of that one thing. But, but when I was low though, they were there. But now that I'm a little bit higher, oh, now you just kind of, you know, quiet. And that, the unshakable character, if, it, if it's a true friend, you there with me through high and low, don't matter, uh, the, it just, it doesn't change. No matter who's successful, when and where and how, we like this. And I, a lot of people I thought who were my friends were, they weren't there when I was on my high horse, you know, so. <laughs> That's funny because that basically just kind of shows envy. And there's something that Oprah said that I have always remembered and never forget. Um, she said that you cannot be friends with someone who wants your life. Mm. And I once I learned that, it changed my life because I had I had people in my life that I honestly believe they felt they deserved what I was getting more than I deserved it. Because, you know, people look at the end results. They don't really know your story. They don't really know all the things you've gone through. And they make a decision in their head, like, how did she get to this level? They don't even look at, okay, well, she went to school for X amount of years. She had to sit there and study. She had to do this. She had to do that. They skip over all of that and just go straight to wherever they feel your success story is. And I un I finally understood that you you cannot be friends with somebody that wants your life. You can't. It's impossible. It's just it's no. impossible. If you and and especially if you're in a position of what I what I noticed when I got married, it got really bad, mm. really bad. Mm. Um, because if you think about it, what do most women want? Marriage. A man. Marriage and kids. <laughs> so. Everybody isn't as happy for you when you get to that stage because they're still wanting it. So it's kind of hard for them to look at you and say, oh, she has this very thing that I want and be okay with it. Not everybody can do that. When I was younger and I was still in my last relationship, but I hadn't really taken that courage to leave yet, I did have friends who were like, getting married or engaged rather and i remember specifically i couldn't go to a friend's engagement party i was at home on my couch and i'm like making up some excuse as to why i couldn't go for that very reason wow and and it's crazy thank god for transformation because now that marriage and a man isn't my goal yeah god is baby i'm there you can be happy for that person i can yeah and, that, and the other thing is just being happy within yourself. Because I also would get with friends that I realized later on, they just weren't happy with themselves. So it didn't matter what I did. It was always going to be a problem because internally they weren't happy. And and that's something you have to take into account of too. This is friendship, um, relationships with men. Because a lot of people overlook the fact that there are insecure men. There are men who suffer with insecurities, depression, sadness that they won't let you see. And it's worse for them because they are they have been made in the world to be hard. They're supposed to be hard. They're not supposed to show vulnerability. So they always have to be on. And right. not all men know 
Okay, really a man can be vulnerable. That is a man. Not every man understands that. So even in those relationships, I was in a, a, a very bad abusive relationship. And when I look back now, I realize he didn't love himself. And yeah. I didn't get it because he was handsome. Everybody that saw him thought he was so handsome. But that wasn't enough because even though he looked good, he didn't feel good about himself. Yeah, that's it. That's another thing you have to look at when you your categorizing is their energy. Like I take that in yeah. account. If every time I come around you, your energy's off. Um, you can't even give me a compliment. You you always got something negative to say towards me. Um, I call those people the ninis. You know the ninis. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking from housewives, them ninis. They just always got a jab, a little sideways. Um, the shade. Yeah, the shade. I don't like that. Like, like, don't come to me and say, oh, I see you doing your little women with balance. Oh, ain't nothing little about women with balance. That look, that look coming. That, little. that <laughs> underhand <laughs> shade. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that kind of energy. So if I pick up on that, I got to move around from you because it ends up jumping on me. And then I start acting a certain way that I don't even want to be acting. Right. Cause you done just work my whole nerves. <laughs> right. Now I'm, now I'm with, <laughs> with you. I ain't even come here to be messy. <laughs> and then he talks about assignments. What was y'all take on that part? I've had okay. assignments where I tried to categorize them as friends. Mm. And I quickly learned that I was only in their life to help them, like to whatever they were going through for that issue, that season. Like once I realized that, it made it so much easier because I I wasn't asking, I wasn't trying to tell them my business anymore. It's like, how can I help you? Like I understand like our relationship now, so it kind of just put everything in perspective. Right, and then you stop getting frustrated, and you're, you're because you're, you've adjusted your expectations. And you feel better. So now you actually look forward to a conversation. I learned that, like, I think he mentions it there. It's very parasitic, which is true. Like, a parasite sucks the life out of whatever it attaches itself to. So whenever I always would feel drained after a phone call or texting someone, I'm like, why do I feel like you just suck the life out of me? And but in my mind, I'm thinking, but I want them to be my friend. So why do I feel so drained? And this book, which is why I wish it was out earlier, it made me realize, oh, that's not a friend, nor is that an associate. That's actually an assignment. And I'm like, oh, like mind blown, like little emoji with the like <laughs> on top of that, anyone can be an assignment. I think I had a very like preconceived like, oh, they got to be younger than me. Like, right. No, no. They could really be anyone. They can be older. They can be anyone. I know for a fact there are people in their 70s, 80s that they have never gone through half the stuff that I've gone through. So if they had to go through it right now, they would have to ask me because they've never been through it. My God. That's the thing. Like, you, it's age doesn't equal wisdom, experience, or maturity. And going through something kind of helps you have a certain level of grace for people. Like once you've gone through so many things, it's like, okay, I know how it feels to go through that. I can have grace for you and I can tell you how to overcome that. And that kind of helps put you in the advisor category or 
let you know, okay, I can, this person can be an assignee because I can help them in this season of their life that they're going through. Cause I've already been through there. I know how to overcome. Right. As a teacher, all of my students are my assignments. They're, they're like, no one in my classroom is my friend. So they're all assignments. And I never forget we were having a conversation and y'all, I keep it real with these kids because they, they too grown for their own. They no, need it. They're from themselves. Right. Cause they need it. And we we're having a conversation that I think it was about sex or something like that. I was like, I know y'all having sex and y'all should just stop. And they just looked at me. Y'all should see their eyes that were super big. And then I was like, that someone was like, but don't you have a kid? And I was like, baby, I'm the first one to tell you I'm qualified. Okay. I'm more qualified than any. Right. I'm more qualified than any. Trust. I'm trying to help you live your best life here. I'm really trying yes. to help them. Have your friends be your accountability partner. Like I need accountability partners in every area of my life. And so I have friends that hold me accountable to working out every week, three days a week for 30 minutes. I have to send them a screenshot from my Apple watch to let them know like what I did for that day, like, and things like that. I have another accountability partner. I have to send them what, I, what I'm eating. Like I'm trying to make sure my body is ready for the summer right now. So. I need someone holding me accountable for that. So that was part one of relational intelligence. We will pick up next episode with part two. So if you haven't got the book yet, you can definitely get it now. It is available on Amazon. It is a really, really good read. Um, it will help you with defining those relationships.